0: Welcome to Screen Vomit, the only movie podcast for normal people. I'm your host, Kayla.
1: Hey, I'm Kali uh, J. <laughs> Jesus. I'm Kali <Collie> J.
0: <laughs>
1: quack, quack, babies. Just the
0: two of us again here today. We've not been having a lot of guests lately because I've been feeling brain bad. But once I feel brain good, we will have more guests.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But we will have a guest next week. <laughs> Um, so I hope that you like us two celebs in the meantime. So we picked the 2016 film, The Nice Guys. If you can believe, we've chosen another freaking boy movie. <laughs> I know. What the hell
1: is... Did I... I didn't pick this one either, did I?
0: You did. Well, you picked two did and I... then the normals voted for this one.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: This one was actually off of my list. Had you seen this before?
1: I had not. That's why I picked it.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I had seen this before, and um, I think it's underappreciated. I really like this film. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> really? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> that is okay. I I guessed wrong.
0: You guessed I would hate it. I.
1: Yeah. I was kind of like. I thought this movie was was good. Like yeah. I I really enjoyed it, and uh, I thought like a lot of the comedy is very cheesy kind of hammy, but, like, I think it's done very earnestly. Yeah. And it comes across, and that comes across, that it's,
0: like, it's it's just fun, you know? It is. It's just, like, kind of meant to be a super fun movie, and I think there's some really good comedy in this movie. We'll get to all of that, but point being, Yeah, yeah. I really like this movie, so I'm excited to, I'm just happy to be here.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, me too.
0: <laughs> and, Yeah, so I guess I sort of picked it uh, spiritually. Um. (laughs) So this movie was directed by Shane Black, who also wrote and directed um, the movies Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Uh Iron Man Three, and bad one wrote Lethal Weapon. I don't remember Iron Man Three specifically, so I can't speak to whether it's good
1: or bad. I've never seen it, but I've, Uh. I've heard it's the bad one.
0: Well, I don't know. I watched all of what. I I mean, I just, I don't know. I watched all the Marvel movies in such close succession or whatever, because we did like a marathon for two years, (laughs) Um, that uh, I I don't know the difference between any of the movies. Uh, I mean, like between the different, whatever, the different lineages. I don't, I can't tell you uh, one from two from three. I have no idea. (laughs) Um, All right, so... In the starring roles of the two boys of the boy movie- The
1: nice guys. The, the titular guys. The, the titular
0: guys. <laughs> we have Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. This may be my favorite movie for both of them, I think. i buy
1: that. I don't agree, but I, bu- I like, yeah.
0: I'll tell you, Gosling for me, um, no offense to Gosling, but he for me is, is one of those Grab guys him. that like just has a face, you know what I mean? That I don't care for. And when I see him Not a fan? When I see him in stuff, it's always just like, oi, 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 I don't like this man."
1: <laughs> yeah. I think he's very handsome.
0: It, it it's nothing to do with his attractiveness or whatever. He just has a face for me. He looks smug or something. I don't know. I I just Oh yeah. I don't know. It's just a, everybody's got these guys that have a face. And oh. he's just that guy for me. So, I'm sorry. Yep.
1: I understand. I totally You know. concede. Yeah. Like Oh, I got my guys. Everybody, They're...
0: everybody has one, and this is that for me. Yeah. But however, I love him in this movie, and this is maybe the only movie where I have that opinion. I haven't seen Drive, which I know a lot of people like. Maybe I'll I watch love that. Drive. Mm-hmm.
1: Drive has mixed reviews, and I totally understand people who are like, "It's not good." I'm like, yeah, well,
0: have you ever listened to his band, by the way,
1: Ryan Gosling's? Yeah,
0: Dead Man's Bones, I think it's called. Yeah.
1: I tell you what, I don't ever want to listen to a celebrity's band. Like a movie, a film, you know, That's a movie know
0: That's fair. There's got to be good celebs with good bands. I'm thinking,
1: and I can't think of a one. <laughs> oh, you could be like 30 Seconds to Mars Ugh. with Jared Leto. But he was a but rocker everyone first. Everyone fucking hates that. Wasn't he? Jared Leto was a rocker first? I think so. Either way, he must be defeated.
0: <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like... We can't stand for this much longer.
0: Okay, there are a couple other people in this movie. I'm just going to name two right now, and I'll name two throughout. Anjuri Rice plays the daughter. She's in the Spider-Man movies, the new series of it. Uh, And Margaret Qualley was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which we did on Pod. And she's uh, Andy McDowell's daughter, you may remember. (laughs) Okay, what's our critic scores?
1: All right, cricket scores. Rotten Tomatoes out the gate. We got a 91. We got a 70. Uh, metacricket google user we got an 86 baby Bat-a-bing, the wild bat-a-boom. cards pull through yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so metacritic again fucking up <laughs> Yup. all right let's watch the trailer and then we can get into it it's my husband he's
1: gone missing missing i'm terribly worried it's just fred's never been gone this long before how long has he been missing since the funeral well i can start right away
0: You're a private investigator.
1: My profession is very complicated, okay? It's nuanced. That is a lot of, That's a lot of blood.
0: You beat people up and charge money?
1: Yeah. Sad, isn't it? How much would you charge to beat up my friend Janet? What? How much you got? 30 bucks? That's good. This conversation no is over.
0: The mob is trying to spread its operation to Los Angeles. Somehow, my daughter Amelia is involved. Please, find her. Seen this girl. What's in it for me?
1: Oh, we can do this the easy way. Ow! We're currently doing it the easy way. Whatever happened to
0: offering me 20 bucks.
1: It's the recession. This is a high-profile case. Made the newspapers. Where is Amelia? What the hell's going on? Oh, you know, there's a guy coming to kill us. That kind of crap. Hey,
0: can you behave like a professional? I'm sorry. She's in danger, man. We have to do something about it. She's dead. She's not dead. She's...
1: Oh, she's not dead! Why do you think everyone involved with this case was dying? This is not you. You're not a murderer. You just killed three people. I know, what I'm saying deep down. Come in here. You beat
0: up on me. It's part of the job, I accept it. But what did you do? You pissed me off. Before we go solving the crime of the century, let's deal with the rotting corpse. I got a plan. Damn, that was wild because they absolutely spliced together scenes from different parts of the movie and made it look like they were part of the same scene. Yeah. That's kind of crazy.
1: <laughs> That's nuts. That that is really weird. They
0: did that like a couple times in that trailer. Huh. Did you notice?
1: I don't think I did. I was just kind of like <laughs> You
0: agreeing with me? <laughs>
1: I was, like, agreeing with you, and I was like, eh, it didn't really strike me as that good of a trailer. Yeah, go off on it. I didn't even catch it.
0: There was two times in particular that I'm thinking of. One time, they were showing Ryan Gosling's dialogue from a scene with his daughter, but cutting it back and forth with something Crow was saying to make it look like they were conversing with each other, and they were two different parts of the movie. And then, also, when he got in the car accident with the bee... And they're screaming. They left a scream audio over the car driving through the house, making it look like... I heard that, yeah. Making it look like they were driving through the house right then, which they weren't. I was Um,
1: wondering if that was something like... I was like, did my YouTube just glitch out or... No. Oh, okay.
0: Weird. What a weird thing to do. I don't think I've ever seen a movie trailer lie (laughs) like
1: that. I think they should. I think movie (laughs) trailers should absolutely try to swerve you.
0: I mean... I've definitely seen trailers that weren't reflective of the movie at all. Um, see some of our more recent films, <laughs> but I love it. But <laughs> I, but to straight up like act like these two people talking, we're talking to each other in the movie when it's two different totally parts of the movie and they're not even talking to each other that's kind of weird bold it is bold Eh, well let's get into it (laughs) yeah yeah let's just dive right in i'm i'm loose i'm goose speaking of loose this script this movie is loosely based on a 1973 pulp novel called blue murder by brett halliday outstanding shane black actually wrote the first script for this in 2001 and uh first tried to sell it as a movie then a tv show then back to a movie over however long 2001 till 2014 is yeah uh over many years and you know it changed a lot over that time but uh that's kind of wild too.
1: Yeah, no, that's nuts. This movie, the music that plays over the intro, and this music plays throughout the movie, and it's like a '70s movie standard mm-hmm. for like if you're watching like '70s exploitation films, uh, like Shaft, mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff, and then you have a lot of like saxes, and how
0: do those go? And it's all okay and what else <laughs> something like that <laughs> don't do crimes uh-huh. uh,
1: I really think the more I think about it I realize it's just a great idea I want my uh when I inevitably pass but I want my <laughs> casket to be lowered as the song starts playing <laughs> yeah. and I think it'd be really funny
0: mm, it could be funny I think
1: it'd piss a lot of people off <laughs> and at my funeral I think I think more people should be swerved at funerals by. The dead person.
0: Yeah, you could even like have your body put somewhere, and someone comes in and shoots you, or something. Like make it a whole scene. You're already did.
1: I don't want to donate my body to science. I want to donate my body to pranks.
0: No, that's what I mean. If you're gonna play this like heister music. Oh my god! Yeah. Your body drops like, in from somewhere, and somebody <laughs> pops out of somewhere else and shoots you a whole bunch. Yeah, <laughs> could be pretty funny.
1: Just... <laughs> Yeah, just leave my body around to spook people.
0: (laughs) Real bullets.
1: (laughs) Anyway, I think the music was great. That's a (laughs) roundabout way of saying the music in this film was uh, very fun. Yeah. Just helped really enforce the tone that I think they hit very well.
0: They made a cool limited edition vinyl for the soundtrack for this movie, too, that had like a full centerfold thing inside of it and all kinds of stuff. Looked pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so this movie is set in 1977, speaking of 70s music in LA. From the get-go, you know this is going to be a goofy, unhinged film because yes. our our first scene that happens is with the little kid who's looking at a centerfold porno mag, TBT, when yeah. a car drives through the house. Did you ever are you young enough that did you ever have to use mags? No, I mean not
1: really. Let's see. I first found internet porn in 2001. Mm-hmm. So I was eight. So very little time for me to find.
0: So before then you were using mags.
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> like seven one zero to seven, just mags. Yeah. Eight to infinity, internet porn.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> I think I should get back into mags, you know? Yeah.
0: Do they still do mags? They must. They do. Yeah.
1: I don't want to elaborate on it. Ah!
0: <laughs> I never partook in a mag myself, but uh, I definitely knew people who did, and you better bet your buns that anytime me and my pals went to a bookstore as uh, young heathens, that they were trying to steal those mags. <laughs> so. Hell yeah,
1: hell yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, this car flies through the house, and whom is driving the car, but the centerfold herself and when this young boy finds her sprawled out i'm trying to think of a nice word for boobs
1: (laughs) cans
0: sprawled out cans out her last dying words are how do you like my car big boy and then we kind of go into the intro so
1: outstanding i was happy i was like you know this is a good way to get me it
0: really sets it off on like a great tone just like, okay, this is going to be goofy, zany, we got Cans opening scene to, a couple times because they show the centerfold pic too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm in for a ride is what you know from the beginning.
1: It's an attention getter. It's it's just effective. That's all there is to it. You got a joke, boobs, and blood.
0: Yeah. What, what more could you need? <laughs>
1: This is the kid's worst dream. Like it's a total dream for him to to see this porn star, but in the it's in the worst way possible. It's like uh, you ever you ever watched Wishmaster?
0: Yes, I love Wishmaster. That's formative films. I love. For me. I love Wish. Yeah, yeah. I yes. met the Wishmaster.
1: Did you? Yeah. Yeah. This intro is like if I wished for it was like ooh, send me a hot porn star. This is what Wishmaster would do. <laughs> Send a porn star just careening into my house.
0: And have her die instantly. Just,
1: yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. I've, I'm inclined to say you're right. Yeah.
1: What I'm getting at is I think, uh, we'll we'll dive into the, the movie, and there is a great plot uh, that kind of winds around, but I do want to say I'm calling it at the top that Wishmaster causes the events. I love you, Wishmaster.
0: Hell yeah. Shout out to Wishmaster. Uh, (laughs) Would love to do Eps on Wishmaster someday whenever we get around Uh, to formative films. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Some of the first movies I ever watched in my entire life as a young baby. So good. So once we intro the film, first we meet Russell Crowe's character. So we we get a little chunk of Russell Crowe and then we get a little chunk of Gosling. And Russell Crowe um, doing VO has weirdly like a really cool vo voice in this (laughs) russell crowe's job is people hire him to rough up guys and it seems like mostly to rough up older guys who are dating girls that are way too young for them uh which good for him you know
1: (laughs) yes yeah and it appears that this is just a service that he advertises
0: it's probably like word of mouth, I'd assume.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he does it
0: enough to like make a living off of it, which is kind of cool.
1: Awesome. There should be more people like this. Well,
0: yeah. <laughs> please beat up abusers. Yeah. I mean, please bleep abusers.
1: <laughs> yes. There you go. Uh,
0: uh satire.
1: <laughs> oh, what a parody that was! Yeah, yeah.
0: I will say though, I did just say how good his VO was, but. It was kind of funny. Every now and again, he'd slip a little on the accent, which I thought was just fun little flair uh, because he is New- he is Kiwi boy. He's from New Zealand. Aye. Also, in looking New up New Zealand, <laughs> hey, that was almost kind of good.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna say another another word. <laughs> no, Perfect. you cannot jinx it. One and done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but also, in looking up where he was from, found out that his birthday is the day after mine, so that is an April B day which he just had. So happy B-Day to Russell Crowe. Also, we love is he canceled? I kind of feel like he must be. <laughs> no, he's just a little, he's just a guy, you know? He's just a... What's his deal? We, he's, What's he up to
1: even? I think he is kind of an, and I don't want to, to do this too big of a, a comparison, kind of like a Marlon Brando type.
0: Well, I don't know what that means, actually.
1: Okay. Okay. Little bit of, you know, fighting with people, little mm. drinking, little arguing. Yeah. Uh, I don't see any. I'm checking out his Googling if he's it <laughs> looks like second degree assault. He threw a telephone at a concierge.
0: So he's rude and he's drunk, but he's not canceled.
1: No. <laughs> okay. Between 99 and 05 I was involved in four altercations. <laughs> so he just, yeah, he's rude and drunk. That's it.
0: And that's 05? I mean, that's 20 years ago now, so...
1: Yeah, he's had nothing since.
0: He's a good boy now, and we forgive him. And you can't hold addicts to what they've done in their addiction. I've,
1: yeah. I think Russell Crowe, Uh I heard it here first, I think he rocks. Yeah? Generally. I like Russell Crowe.
0: I, I guess I don't... I can't even really think of that much stuff that he's been in. I remember loving Gladiator, which I actually still have on v- vhs i think i have it on vhs still Hell yeah. <laughs> but i remember it's a, a
1: double vhs too
0: i remember loving that when that came out
1: i feel like it still
0: rocks and i know he was in that unhinged movie like last year or something Ugh. which i did not see but was on my list
1: we have to do it yeah
0: we, we can we totally can other than that, nothing's even coming to mind. I don't, what else is he even in? Oh, he what was you in boy
1: about? erased. Did oh, you see yeah, that? I did
0: see that. Uh, I didn't love he that. It was pretty movie. good in that. It was fine. It was, yeah,
1: it was a little miney. I think it was like kind of mining for its own.
0: Yeah, and I th- there was like a couple, it came out right after Miseducation of Cameron Post, and I was like, what's the deal with all these like. Um, and
1: Love, Simon.
0: Well, yeah, but just Miseducation of Cameron Post is also a um, conversion therapy Oh, camp. yeah, I see what you're getting So at. it was like, yeah. um, and there was another movie that was a little more indie but still had a theatrical release. I can't think of the name of. That all these movies came out right in a row that are like, oh, queer people coming out, like... A, you hate yourself. B, you should die. C, go to conversion therapy. And it's just like, do we need this narrative? You know, I was just kind of over it. And yeah, miseducation of Cameron Post came out first and was like also set in like the same time. Like, why do we need like weird '90s period pieces about conversion therapy? It was like two of them in a row. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you got a real uh, no strings attached and friends with benefits or whatever the- that.
0: Yeah. Yes. Remember exactly. That? Yeah. So yeah. it was like that. And I just, I was like over it by the time, boy, I did watch both of them, but, um, yeah, was not really having boy erased. <laughs> also, with straight cast members, too, it's like, ugh. well, obviously, you know, so, um, yeah. So what else is no, he's, great?
1: He's fucking, oh my God. I'm
0: looking at his stuff now. Like, he has all these, like, Oscar winning, you know, yeah, big Oscar winning movie kind of guy. But me personally, Have stayed away from most of those kind of movies, so (laughs) so I've Uh, never seen most of them. Pretty good
1: ones. Yeah, Beautiful Mind is pretty solid. Cinderella Man's all right. Three Ten to Yuma is actually solid, but that's like that's just a western.
0: I did see Three Ten to Yuma. I don't remember anything about it.
1: Yeah, no, me neither, really. But I remember enjoying it. I remember the feeling. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he's fine.
0: So Russell Crowe is a mean baddie uh, in real life and in the movie. (laughs) And so when we meet Gosling, he wakes up in a tub, uh, a full tub of water, fully clothed. Mm -hmm. And his VO is talking about how he's a drunk. He has no follow through. His wife died not too long ago. And he has a daughter. Uh, Apparently, at some point in his opening monologue, too, there's just a little Easter egg, a porno theater in the background in a background of a shot is playing bang bang kiss kiss on the the marquee says that so uh obviously a shout out to kiss kiss bang bang same director same writer and also all through this movie actually i mean the imdb is full of direct references to other films either visually or like this line is from that or this line's from that i'm not going to say any of that <laughs> there's way too many there's like millions of them <laughs> it
1: felt like that yeah
0: so but that's still that's kind of cool to know so Godsling's job is uh basically swindling old ladies for their money <laughs> so we've been introduced to both of the main characters they're both kind of like pieces of shit And uh, the writer said the title of the movie, Nice Guys, uh, aimed to be ironic and nondescriptive because the two main guys were literally the two worst people that we could think of. And then we just tried to make them fun (laughs) (laughs) because one of them breaks arms for a living and the other cons old ladies out of money. So
1: (laughs) I would say Russell Crowe, pretty good guy. Uh, Pretty good.
0: Say ultimately his message is good, but he is kind of like a gangster guy or whatever. Yeah. There's some violence. Violence. <laughs> also, love uh, something that happens at the beginning of the movie. First of all, I love how Goofy Gosling gets to be in this. Does he? Is he in any uh, other comedies? Yes, he's in fucking stupid, crazy love. Okay, well, I don't know and what he's that kinda, is. Kind of. It's all right. <laughs> it's
1: a rom com with. But he's kind of like cool. Mm. Uh, he kind of he's kind of the straight guy a little more
0: in it. Oh well, that's not um, as fun. The fun thing was like he was so over the top, like goofy comedy in this. It was fucking slapstick. Yeah, a lot of it. I mean, it really Just was very slapstick, but really funny. I mean, there's some there's some LOLs in this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's very. And a good. lot of the comedy is kind of surprising. Even some of it's even so smart that like it hit me later.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, or maybe it's I'm so dumb. Very well written. <laughs> it
0: is very well written.
1: No, a lot of the writing, uh, of course. Now I can't remember any of the fucking jokes, but like a lot of the writing kind of felt. like... I wrote like, a couple uh, of them
0: down throughout, but
1: yeah, it kind of felt like Arrested Development writing a little bit. Sure, kind of yeah, same, just a like... little,
0: a sprinkle of Arrested Development because Arrested Development yeah. is, I mean, that's the next level. No, nobody can touch. Yeah, but no, no, a no, no, sprinkle, no but for like sure. some of the jokes mm-hmm.
1: just kind of like tone in which they're delivered a lot of it's kind of deadpan i
0: totally get that yeah
1: and so, so like self-serious on the certain sur- on the surface at least yeah um no it, it's outstanding he's really fucking funny as i cannot believe he's done has not done more other, comedy uh,
0: yeah and one of the first things he does that's really funny is when he's trying to break into a bar to get a credit card receipt they wouldn't give him and he approaches the scene all like I'm a serious detective doing undercover, you know, checking my corners, etc and then yeah. punches the window to the bar and he even like wraps something around his hand to punch the window with, but <laughs> ends up slicing yeah. his wrist <laughs> so bad that like he bleeds. <laughs> he starts bleeding out and like has to call 911 and and abort the job but like it's
1: amazing it
0: was such good like <laughs> the the setup of it being so serious and then instantly like going wrong and then just
1: the editing of like He's in the ambulance and he's trying to get yeah, out. Yeah, uh, And then he's being wheeled out of the hospital by a, ner- a nun.
0: It was all so funny. And he is kind of yeah. like, just in general, his character is kind of a fumble character who like sort of stumbles into finding the right answer every now and again. <laughs> but, like, it's great. It's incredible. Fake it till you make it, baby. Yeah, I love that.
1: No, he's, he really is outstanding.
0: Yeah. So the story centers around this girl, Amelia, Gosling is hired by her aunt to find her. Her Uh, aunt, played by the same woman who plays the grandma in True Blood. Okay, shout out to True Blood. Always comes back (laughs) to True Blood. (laughs) And so... He's trying to find Amelia. Crow is hired by Amelia to get Gosling off her ass. So he goes and breaks Gosling's arm. Yeah. Then there's also some other guys after Amelia who go after Crow as well. So those guys are yeah, kind of yeah. always in play because Crow and Gosling end up teaming up to try and find her again before these gangster guys do so that they can protect her from being mm-hmm. murdered.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, I think that's what we're led to believe. Because Crow
0: only beats up old guys, not young girls. He wants young girls to live. Yeah. That's his whole thing. So when they are having the conversation about potentially working together, they meet at a bowling alley.
1: It's a bowling alley and seemingly like Ryan Gosling's daughter's birthday yeah. or like a friend's it, birthday. It's her
0: birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they meet in the toilet. The toilet scene was, I mean, chef's kiss. It was beautiful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's just that slapstick that's undeniably funny. I
0: mean, it's fumble after fumble, total slapstick, Gosling with a broken arm and (laughs) trying to like-
1: A cigarette and his pants. Yeah,
0: and like a gun and a magazine because he's taking a shit. And, like, trying to get his pants up but hold the gun. But then the door keeps shutting. It's, like, a whole thing going on. So funny. So good. That's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do agree to work together. And one of the first things they find, uh, the first clues they find, is that Amelia's boyfriend's house recently burned down. So they go to visit the the scene. And a little kid approaches the scene. This little <laughs> kid was... A wild man.
1: <laughs> Just a plethora of information, a-, a fountain of names and professions.
0: You really feel like the 70s of it all, where like everybody knows who everybody is, what they're doing, what their name is um yeah, where yeah. they live
1: <laughs> it was just done very well it was very fun
0: it was and that little kid is also like tries to show them his dick <laughs> that it ended quite well yeah <laughs> well he's like i was always trying to be <laughs> forgot about that so what we find out is that amelia's boyfriend was a porn producer or he whatever he made porns and yeah this little kid kept trying to be in the porns and they wouldn't let him but he's like i have a big dick want to see <laughs> which is like i mean loki a little <laughs> fucked up but like that's pretty funny <laughs> yeah that's that's
1: what a fucking 12 year old says they're
0: yeah sure monsters <laughs> and kali knows he works at a youth shelter
1: <laughs> they are i hope they're all doing well it's just all i hope all the 12 year olds out there are doing all right that's it
0: <laughs> shout out to any 12 year olds listening to our podcast
1: yeah shout out to our 12 year old listeners <laughs> Uh I'm glad you're listening to podcasts.
0: Yeah. I mean I maybe you'll get smarter. <laughs> I did see like a one of those like parents review movies type websites that yeah, uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that were like I saw reviews on there that was like this is child pornography, this little oh, okay. kid I can't believe they let this movie pass. <laughs> I thought that was like kind of funny because it's so not that. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, kind of funny. Anyway, so what they find <laughs> out is that the porn that they were shooting was called, Do You Like My Car, Big Boy? Which was, if you remember, the final words of the porn star who died on the lawn. I yelped. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, a clue. <laughs>
1: yeah, this movie does a really good job at making you feel very smart.
0: Yeah. Um, and making you be a part of the finding the clues and stuff like that. They never give you too much information. Yeah. They let you find out when the characters do. And it's well done enough that like there's enough little bits of twists and stuff in it that like you can't really see coming, I think.
1: I definitely agree.
0: Or even like if you do see them coming, as soon as you see it, the character is like <gasps> I see that this is coming, (laughs) you know, like... (laughs) Yeah, they
1: just, they're just like, okay, we're moving at the same speed here. Yeah,
0: so, like, you're always right with them, and I think that that's, like, that was great, because especially in mystery stuff, like, I'm unfortunately a person who always can guess what's going to (laughs) happen, and, um... (laughs) I hate that for myself, but it just is true, even if I don't want to. So I love when you can't guess.
1: Yeah. I love being owned, you know? Yeah. I love being like, oh my God, I had no idea I could go that way.
0: Yeah. Uh. And so there's that. And then along the way, too, these guys are just like stumbling and <laughs> tumbleweeding around, like loosely <laughs> knocking into clues. You know what? <laughs> it,
1: it, it made me feel even more like I was a part of them because I was yeah. like- Yeah, this all seems hard.
0: Yeah, I'd fuck it up a little too. And then it was just fun the whole way. Yeah. So they end up finding the producer of the movie's house and he's having a big party. So they go to this party. Gosling in this party is getting up to hijinks. Yes. (laughs) He gets drunk instantly. He swims in the mermaid tank, which was beautiful. Apparently, the opening night party to this movie, they also had mermaids, which is cool. Oh, neat. At one point, he falls off the balcony, the like upstairs balcony, down like a whole story onto a hill, rolls down to the bottom of the hill, and loses his gun in the process. I mean, it's just great. We love it. When he gets up, he sees Amelia, but he's too drunk to even realize. The whole point that they're there is to find Amelia, but he's so drunk, he's just like, Oh, who are you? Ha ha ha. Anyway, <laughs> bye. <laughs> yep.
1: Just completely blowing it. Yeah. Completely whiffy.
0: Completely. And, uh, but I loved it. Yeah. But a beautiful scene here when he leans against a tree and it's all dark outside and he lights his lighter to light his sig. You see a shadow behind him illuminated is the corpse of a dead man. Um, and that was just a yeah. beautiful reveal. That dead body actually played by robert downey jr in an uncredited cameo oh wow yeah
1: <laughs> okay cool no idea so, very cool
0: yeah just random but kind of fun sure and that is the body of the producer so the people involved in this porno are sort of dropping like flies just being yeah. being died here and there
1: <laughs> i'm sorry being died being died <laughs> all right <laughs> it' right, become whatever. died <laughs> yep
0: so crow finally finds Gosling and helps them dispose of the body I don't know why they needed to dispose of the body because it was pretty well hidden at the bottom of a dark hill like at night
1: yeah why get your hands on it
0: <laughs> yeah and like you didn't kill him you know
1: walk away
0: right um but they whatever they go for it and they throw it over the <laughs> What was even the whole thing is like, if you think too hard about it, you're like, none of this part makes sense. Why did they touch nope. the body? Why did they move it? Why did they throw it over a fence? That doesn't make sense. Why did they not look over the I fence it before was they? Funny. <laughs> you know, so you you truly can't think about this too hard. But it's funny. <laughs> so, and they throw it over the fence. You see it in a trailer, but like it lands right on the table of a dinner party and scares the whole party. Then they have to run.
1: <laughs> Very funny. Loved it.
0: They've taken it from the shadows into. Couldn't be more public. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, while they're up to this hijink, the daughter is inside questioning people at the party. Mm -hmm. She asks a few too many questions, ends up in the limo with one of the uh, gangsters who was after Amelia. And from here, we start a great like boom, 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 multi-action sequence. Crow is upstairs, bumps into the other gangster, and they're having a fight. That's incredible. I mean, the, the choreography in these fight scenes, fun. Everything that's happening so fun. Yes,
1: totally. The action scenes are filmed so well and just they stick with the action. They're not shaky. Mm-hmm. Not like it's not trying to do anything fancy. It's just kind of a lot of this movie is like just relying on kind of some tried and true stuff. Everyone likes a fun action scene. Everyone likes, you know, kind of a buddy thing going. Everyone likes to feel a little better about themselves, but also relatable to the character. These are all just good mechanisms or not templates.
0: Yeah, and even like some of it is like some of this like actual stuff they're doing is fun. like in this particular fight between Crow and uh, the little gangster guy, like at first he knocks the guy's gun out of his hand and throws it into a barrel. And then later the guy shoves his face in the barrel. Well, he picks the gun up off of the bottom of the barrel, shoots him from inside the barrel because the gun was in there. Like... That's just a great little... A hot tub. Whatever. <laughs> it's a barrel hot call tub. Call it a barrel. I don't know. <laughs> I- <laughs> I'm picturing a barrel. I don't know why. <laughs> it did have
1: like wood paneling on the a side. A wood paneling uh... hot
0: tub. <laughs> whatever the fuck you know what I'm talking about, and that's what's important here, okay? Yes. I already said I'm having brain bad. <laughs> 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 and normals will forgive because they're also normal like me, they understand. <laughs> anyway, whatever. He shoots them from inside the alleged quote unquote hot tub. And <laughs> and that's just fun. That's just fun. Yeah. And it's a great shot. Yeah. And that's like happening at the same time that downstairs the daughter who's inside the limo sees Amelia come out and this gangster in the limo wants to shoot Amelia. There's like a whole kerfuffle where um, the daughter slams his hands in the door and then the two girls take off running. Gosling follows the gunshot sound and a valet tells him that his daughter was in the limo that has now sped away. So he steals a car to go after the limo. It's a whole like... A whole hijinx going on here. But of course, Gosling is drunk and crashes the car instantly.
1: (laughs) Again, like... Incredible. Almost there. You're trying your best, and that's what
0: matters. (laughs) It just... All of this is bing, bang, boom, and it just, like, is so good. And it continues because the two girls run out in the middle of the road where the man with the limo is and he's in the middle of the street about to shoot them when like a van just hits him and speeds off. They thought the van was going to save them, and then (laughs) it just takes Yeah,
1: I mean, it just killed someone, (laughs) so
0: yeah. It's just all so funny. That's really good. And Crow ends up killing, like finishing him off or whatever. Uh, He chokes him dead. RIP to the gangster. But when the cops get there, this was a joke that I liked. I don't remember exactly how it starts, but whatever. They're asking some questions or doing some things, and they come to the line, we're just following orders or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) You know what I'm about to say? When Gosling says, you know who else was just following orders? Hitler. And then gives a big wink.
1: (laughs) Outstanding.
0: Which is like... So funny because he's he's half right, you know. He like doesn't quite have it there. No
1: one whiffs quite like Gosling in this movie.
0: <laughs> because the Nazis were the ones following the orders, not Hitler. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, but he says it with such conviction, and then gives a wink as if he's like, <laughs> he's the one on. being smart. <laughs> they even bring that back oh. in a really genius way later on in the movie too.
1: He's he's a himbo.
0: <laughs> And we love a himbo.
1: We love himbos. Oh, we're
0: obsessed with himbos. So, this is a great himbo flick. <laughs> and oh my god. Who pulls up next but Kim Basinger, if I may say so myself. From... Schwing.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I couldn't think of a single movie she was from.
0: <laughs> Wayne's World.
1: <laughs> they do. They just talk about her, don't they?
0: She's in Wayne's World too. Oh, she's in
1: freaking Batman as Vicki Bale. and
0: she's in Wayne's World too. She's definitely in the movie. Like she dates um, Dana Carvey's uh, okay. character, Garth. Okay, some, I never saw Wayne's World.
1: <laughs> I've never finished Wayne's World too. Put it that way. Whoa, really? Yeah. I
0: don't know. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is the girl's mom when they when she explains what is happening why these gangsters are after the girl the whole thing is like the vegas mob is trying to spread their porn operation to hollywood yeah <laughs> like what what is happening and she's also like a prosecutor like working on some kind of car parts case that's like very vaguely described
1: <laughs> a lot is introduced and i tell you what it's very easy to just kind of like pick up on the important bits
0: yeah, and I think that's it's really like, what they
1: wanted you to do. You just said it, yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah, there's the important things.
0: Your eyes gloss over for the non-important bits. You pick up the keywords, <laughs> and you carry on. <laughs> there's, like, just enough info that you kind of, like, you get what's going on, but you're not overwhelmed by yeah. it. Um, and it's not too much of, like, a big old plot chunk to like introduce or anything just a few more twists so yeah great so the mom ends up hiring the two guys to find her daughter which they were already doing but now they're gonna get paid for it so
1: <laughs> hell yeah
0: <laughs> so hell yeah they follow a clue to a hotel huh i loved the hotel seen all of it. it's funny there's like oh yeah a whole bunch of good jokes in this part they were talking about the bartender tells them that there are security guards up top where the girl is that have no balls and he said oh i i remember what a guy with no balls is called a munich Whoops.
1: You can't get anything right. I love it. It's
0: great. Everything's a little wrong. And then when they finally get to the floor where everybody's at, (laughs) so funny, the doors to the elevator open and basically left and right, there are guys like dying or actively being shot from someone off screen. They just simply close the doors and go back down (laughs) after making a big show of like how brave they are that they need to go up there and save her. She could be dying right now. Like We have to save her. And then they go up there and see that and just instantly go back
1: down. I get it.
0: <laughs> oh, that was just so good.
1: Know when to throw in the towel.
0: Yeah. Gotta know when to hold them and know when to fold them, as they say.
1: The one guy says it. <laughs> Ricky Johnson. What's his name? I don't know. <laughs> the gambler. Ricky Johnson.
0: Who's Ricky Johnson?
1: It's not the guy's name. Don't. We don't need to get it.
0: Right. <laughs> Are you making I up just guys? can't remember
1: his name. Kenny Rogers. Look.
0: Ricky Johnson.
1: Why <laughs> names? Rogers.
0: Okay, uh, that was your barrel. <laughs> but I think you're, you're just kind of funny. I don't know what. All right. That really got me. <laughs> anyway. I did a couple tears R. on R. that P. one. Kenny Rogers. <laughs> RIP Ricky, Ricky Johnson.
1: RIP Ricky Johnson. We hardly knew you. <laughs>
0: I got too many tears in my eyes, I can't read my notes. <laughs> Where was I? So, they're leaving the hotel, defeated, thinking <laughs> thinking the girl's dead. Gosling, like, screams. <laughs> I love when a man screams for comedy. I just think it's so funny. Yeah,
1: I tell you what, it's, guys, if you want to make someone laugh, just do a quick, like,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Again, just Gosling, very funny. Yeah,
0: it's just endlessly funny. But the girl lands on the car, so she is alive, and they, you know, take her back to their house or whatever. And what they find out from her is that her mom is a corrupt cop. They put all of the details of her crimes into the porn film that they made, and that's why she's having everyone killed because she doesn't want her crimes to be revealed. And at some point. The mom's assistant calls. Gosling had had a little crush on her. And uh, straight up just gives her all of the info. Oh, yeah, Amelia's here. <laughs> you know? yep. She's fine. She's awake. She's in my house. Come on over. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> yeah. Girls can't be bad guys.
0: No. And also, uh, horny guys have no <laughs> ability to discern. Oh, there's no. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there's no block. There's no filters. It's just. Yeah.
0: So, you know, that was obviously a mistake. And she tells them they need to, like, come and help her deliver a million dollars or something like that. So they leave the house Uh to go and pick up this briefcase full of quote-unquote money from the assistant. At some point in the drive... Gosling falls asleep at the wheel, and we get the bee he sees in the back seat, voiced by yeah. Hannibal Burris. Shout out to Hannibal. Yep. <laughs> but they crash, and the briefcase goes flying, and what's inside is uh, not money. Big shock.
1: So you could say the crash was helpful.
0: Yeah. You could
1: say what he did was ultimately silver lining. He saved him some time.
0: Yeah. So um, they realize they've been conned and uh, yes. have to turn around and go back home. And when they get home, they made a ruse that a doctor was going to go and check on Amelia. But the doctor is actually the head of the crime gang. He's the crime boss. And so when they get there, the crime boss is just leaving. A shootout ensues with the crime boss. And all of that was really great, too. The point where... um, Russell Crowe's gun is out of bullets, and he says to Gosling, "Like, quick, throw me your gun!" And he throws the gun and yeah. <laughs> goes over his head out the window. Like that was incredible. I mean, just so good.
1: Oh my god, I'm thinking about when the doctor, the doctor guy, the crime boss, mm-hmm. he's having kind of a show off or like a showdown between him and Ryan Gosling's daughter. It was great about the whole thing. Yeah, Been very helpful and you're kind of like oh no what's gonna happen and he just throws an 11 year old girl through a window yep
0: just throws her right (laughs) out the window incredible (laughs) it's beautiful (laughs) i mean it's wonderful yeah it's just all great he ends up getting away from them and while they were having the shootout amelia ran out the window and was like tell your dad thanks for nothing these two events end up Colliding because she runs out down the street, and the first car she sees, she waves down, saying, Help, you got to get me out of here. That car belonging to the crime boss who was after her, who immediately kills her. So, (laughs) yeah, what a great like sequence of events as well.
1: Yeah, and you just kind of that's just kind of that exhalation. Like when she's shot, you're just kind of like, Well, fuck, like what. Now, like, you kind of feel very empathetic for Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. So, like, oh, Jesus, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, all the hard the first, like, hour of the film. Yeah. Spent around trying to protect her or get to this girl. It's gone.
0: So, you're kind of thinking, they hmm, failed. the movie might be over now. But there's more twists. <laughs> they end up um, finding some more clues that there was a second print of the porno and a scheme involved to play it at this big old car show. Of course, the guys go to the car show. There's another incredible action guns kind of scene going on at the car show. My favorite scene in the movie is around here. There's a point when one of the gangster guys and the daughter are up on the roof and then so is Gosling and he's pretending to be drunk to try and get his daughter away from this gangster guy. Yeah. It's just such a sequence where they're like way up high. They're like six stories high or something. And yada, 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 the two guys end up falling off of the roof. And when they get to the bottom, the one guy just splats out on the pavement and Gosling ends up in the pool. Like, I I mean, they're one foot from each other when they fall down. It just so happens that (laughs) he fell in just the right area. I could watch that like 20 seconds of film just over and over. It's the effect is so good of them falling down. You think they're both going to die. And then one guy splats and one splashes. So satisfying. So satisfying.
1: This movie is very kind to the audience. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel smart gives you the good happy endings kind of you want like every time that you get swerved it's very like oh hell yeah you're happy about it
0: yeah and then it even like has a almost like a hair of surrealism after that too well i mean maybe including that is like once he yeah. goes back to him and crow reunite and uh <laughs> crow's like how'd you get down here so fast i thought you were on the roof <laughs> he's like Jesus Christ, did you fall from the roof? And then Gosling's like, I think I'm invincible. Like, I don't think I can die. Yeah.
1: Very cool thing to say.
0: Sure. And then after he says that, there is such a sequence of him just like constantly like over and over being like hit by cars falling off of shit like you see his <laughs> there's like a camera view from inside of a car that hits him where like you see him end up on the windshield and like his ankles totally backwards but then when we cut back to him he's just like walking away he's running away <laughs> you know like- <laughs> good for him you know <laughs> spectacular i love it so and it's just like i mean 10 things he must fall off over get hit by right in a row and yeah. just keeps running and um, <laughs> so they did get the film like you know cops show up everything's gonna be honky dory or whatever and we get a um i don't think they say what amount of time has passed just like now it's later it's christmas <laughs> and the guys meet up at a bar somewhere yeah i mean they have like some good stuff here too what, like gosling says like well at least nobody got hurt And Crow's like, well, a few people got hurt, I think. And he says, well, I'm just saying I think they died quickly, so nobody got hurt. That's such like an airplane joke.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I love that. Yeah, yeah, very airplane.
0: And they're going to make the nice guys agency uh, for the two of them. And they toast at the end of the movie, they toast to the birds, which, if you'll notice, is a line delivered by two men with bird-based last names, Crow and Gosling. <laughs> yeah, you ain't you ain't wrong. Just a fun fact. And that's roll creds. <laughs> All right, so we've rolled the creds. Um, we did it. So what are you giving this out of five? You know, just three and a half for me.
1: I just enjoyed this movie for what it was. I didn't think it was groundbreaking or hilarious or the most anything, but it doesn't have to be. It's just fun. It's just good. Watch it. Yeah. What are you giving it?
0: I think it's kind of a hidden gem, sort of. Like, I think what you get out of this movie is not what you expect from it.
1: <laughs> that's true. Yeah.
0: And I think that that's pretty cool. Um, I find it just so enjoyable to watch. Um I stumbled across this movie randomly like a year or so ago, maybe two years, but I don't even remember hearing about it like when it came out or anything. So and I don't think people even like really talk about this. I feel like it's kind of an underrated movie um, because I think it is so fun and and unexpected from these guys and everything. So I am going to I'm going to go for I just think it's so fun. Hell
1: yeah. And it's great.
0: Yeah. And I also yeah, I do think people should watch this. Yes. Great movie.
1: It's it, Yeah, it's like not a minute is wasted, even at two hours. I think it's like, it went by quick.
0: Yeah, and it's fun from T to B.
1: Very well paced. Yeah,
0: and it's just goofy. There's not a ton of like goofy, goofy movies that are still like really no, fun and not
1: just like silly. Exactly. Yeah. That feel very genuine and just kind of like, yeah, isn't it fun to be goofy? That's it. Like, isn't it kind of fun to have a, a goofy story? And I love
0: being goofy. Yeah.
1: Affable characters. Love it.
0: Yeah. Okay, recommend.
1: Big recommend.
0: Now it's time for
1: screen vomit.
0: And this part of the pod, we go off about whatever else we've been watching lately. So, Kali, what you been watching?
1: I don't know if I've talked about this before. I love John Cusack.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It's maybe come up.
1: I love time or two him a lot. And if you have not checked out 2003's Identity...
0: Oh, boy!
1: It's sort of worth watching. I think
0: that was a formative for me. I had that movie on DVD. Yeah? It's a wild one.
1: Especially, like, when. what age did you watch it? That was 2003.
0: Like, I probably watched it, like, when it came out. So I would have been, like, uh, 14, 15. Perfect. Yeah.
1: it's It is, like... Yeah, I saw it in high school for the first time, too. Mm-hmm. And as a high schooler, you're, like... Oh my god! This is the greatest yeah. mis- like <laughs> ever made. Uh-huh. And watching it now, you're just like, this is so fucking.
0: Cheesy. I have never but, like, rewatched I'm it. Like, it. I probably haven't seen it since 2004. Um, but I, there was a time where oh. I really loved it. I love the guy. I don't know what his name is that plays the. Um, the crazy guy with the eye problem. Oh, yeah. I never,
1: I never, didn't even look at the cast.
0: That actor is in yeah. like several things. I always see him and I go, oh, the guy from Identity.
1: <laughs> it's good. I, uh, I, three stars. Identity's solid.
0: Yeah, cool.
1: I watched, uh, Ricky Oh. Ricky Oh, the story of Ricky from 1991, mm-hmm. is this Chinese, super violent, but over the top, goofy as hell. Kind of like, have you seen the Toxic Avenger? Yeah, yeah, and like those trauma films Mm -hmm. where it's like, like he literally punches a like a hole through a guy's face at one point. Very fun, very over the top, dumb as hell, but nothing to not like, you know? I love it. Sounds fun, yeah. Uh, I saw Sideways for
0: the first time. First time, okay.
1: Yeah, have you seen it?
0: Um, I'll be honest, I've tried to watch it like four times and I've fallen asleep every time. So. Sort of. I can
1: totally understand that. (laughs) Yep. I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I love Paul Giamatti. To be
0: fair, I have not retried in over a decade, so that may be different if I tried now, so.
1: Yeah, I thought it was outstanding. The dialogue is just done very well. Paul Giamatti's character in this is just like his wife leaves him and he is so depressing and just sad. And and I tell you what. Paul Giamatti plays it well. Hell yeah. What have you been watching?
0: Okay, I'm actually mostly going to talk about some shorts, I think. (laughs) Go off. I watched an exceptional amount of good shorts this week, so... Hell yeah. Two I'll start with by the same director's crown prince... And Bev, both written and directed by Sammy Birch and Alex Mechanic. Max Jenkins, the actor in both of them, incredible. Love him. He's been in some other stuff that I have seen and really loved. Anyway, he really rocks in both of these, and both of the shorts are Just really good, really funny, really fun. Crown Prince and Bev, I believe they're both on our... Actually, I think just about everything I'm about to mention is on our curated shorts list. So that's in the link tree for anyone who is not familiar, if you want to watch. So then I watched... I don't know if you would call this a short film. It's kind of like a special, more like, but... It's called Cupplicated. It's by this comedian, Nick Corey Rossi. It's like a satire about the string of shows that came out about comedians, but they were like dramas like Master of None or like Louie or uh, not to mention all canceled people. But <laughs> uh, whatever. It's a parody of those kind of shows. Hell yeah. I love that. Okay. So Cuplicated was just so fucking funny and like meta and just so smartly funny every little thing about it is hysterical I was just dying laughing yeah Um, it's like 20-25 minutes maybe or something like that Um, it's on its own part of the meta joke of it all is it has its own website that's like its own streaming service there's like scripted advertisements in there that are all ads for this streaming service and the one show that's on it it's very funny and there's some other comedians in there too that i really like um drew tarver mike Canford, uh some other people huh. so yeah yeah it's just it's so funny so complicated that was really really good oh, yeah. lots of really funny stuff this week uh i watched a web series called kill the baby which it's like eight episodes, but they're like, whatever, five minutes each or something. It's directed, written by Alex Kavitsky and Ariel Gardner. Um, I've been watching through their stuff. And Kill the Baby, oh my God, so funny. Very like black humor. It's all about a new parent who wants to kill his baby (laughs) um, because it cries too much. I get it. But it's just very funny, very well done. It's great. It's kind of like a noir sort of thing. Yeah. Very good. Okay, and then I watched a short called Brad Cuts Loose, which is um, directed by this guy Christopher Good. It stars Kentucker Oddly, if anyone's familiar. (laughs) I'm not. Kentucker is also a writer and director in his own right. Kentucker rocks. He's a great actor too. I love to see him on screen. He's just like has such a a pleasant screen presence. That's maybe sounds weird to say, but he's also really into surrealism, which is probably my favorite genre this was like a sort of surrealist goofy short Mm -hmm. about a guy who's (laughs) a guy whose phone listens you know how your phone's always listening to you and uh, his therapist tells him to uh say his most like deepest sexual fantasy into the mirror and his phone hears it and uh it goes on from there okay excellent (laughs) (laughs) it's it's just really goofy it's not like yeah. It's not perv shit. Um, it's funny. And okay. And then speaking of Kentucker, I watched a movie. He has a new movie right now that's doing festivals that he, I don't, I guess I don't know if he wrote it, but he definitely directed it and stars in it mm. or he co-directed it. Anyway, uh, it's called Strawberry Mansion and this movie was incredible. I watched it as part of a film festival online. It's yeah. doing a lot of festivals, so they have their own Instagram if anyone I don't know if anyone's interested follow their Instagram they're posting every time it's at a festival mm-hmm. it's also like a surrealist film uh, sort of comedy it's about a guy whose job it is to audit people's dreams and tax them for stuff in their dreams it's like a futuristic sort of but it's not really futuristic it's kind of timeless yeah but it's just such a cool premise it's like really so creative it's funny it's fun it's beautiful. It looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's such a creative idea. It's just so cool. Everything looks so cool. I loved the movie Strawberry Mansion. So find that Hell film. Yeah. I'm going to buy that film when it's on DVD or whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah. of the age where everything is a DVD. So by that, I mean Blu-ray probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's it. That's it for me. Oh, yeah. Shorts week, shorts, big shorts week. I mean, I watched other stuff, but these were the highlights. There were so many good highlights. I didn't want to talk about anything that was bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So <laughs> great shorts week, and like I said, always want to plug this because I think I think short films are really cool, and I think there's such often so much less space between creator and content with short films, and it's yeah. really cool, like the different ways people come up with to tell stories in such a short amount of time and what kind of stories they choose to tell in such a short amount of time Uh, and they're
1: definitely
0: can all be so different and I mean everybody has you have five minutes sit down and watch a short that's so cool (laughs) you get a whole film t to b yeah it rocks anyway so check out the uh every day i'm posting a link to a short film in our link tree and i also have the um curated list of good shorts that's in there all the time that has like 30 plus short films on it currently and always growing when i find good ones yeah. so check out those things y'all i think short films are cool <laughs> support independent creators Hell yeah etc uh okay that's all for me time for plugs Okay, actually, there was one extra thing I wanted to do in plugs this week. Um, So we had a normal reach out regarding our Cosmopolis episode. Okay. We mentioned in that episode that the screenplay for that was based on a book by this author, Don DeLillo, who I said that I had never heard of. I don't know anything he's done. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. So a normal reached out with some recommendations, and I just wanted to share them in case that's interesting to anybody else. So they said you should read White Noise, Underworld, And Mao too are all pretty amazing. So I'm just sharing that. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. All right. And for plugs, you can find us, of course, on Instagram and all of the things at Screen Vomit. One word everywhere. Um, Subscribe if you haven't already. Please leave us a rating and review. Can we get a rating and review in this town? That'd just be so nice. Uh, You can send us an email at screenvomitpod at gmail.com with your thoughts or questions on this movie, other movies, whatever you got going on in your brain, I guess. Hey,
1: if you want to listen to me talk about labor and unions and stuff like that, I got a podcast called How to Fire Your Boss. It's up now on all the stuff.
0: Hell yeah. And next week we will be watching the movie A Simple Favor. Check that film out. We'll also have a cool guest on. Check those things out, and uh, we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
1: I'm going out to meet cool guys. That's what I say.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's what you say every time you leave the house. (laughs) That's what I
1: say. I I hope to. Every time (laughs) I leave the house, I'd, I'd like to meet one cool guy.